Hello everyone, Christoph Trapp here, Chief Content Engagement Director with Meetings Today. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of our Meetings Today podcast. And today we're actually from IMAX America in Las Vegas. And I'm joined by Brian Friedman. He's the Vice President of Digital Innovation, love that title, at Aventry. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited. Uh, so I am the VP of Digital Innovation at Aventry. My focus is mostly about how to really create the next uh, level of experience for attendees at events to make sure they get the most value out of them. And uh, our, our company, Eventry, we're a global uh, event connection platform. And uh, my entire focus past the attendee experience is to uh, understand how we can relate events to the, uh, the marketing world and to really uh, put events into uh, the front of content and that way we can actually tie back value to them. So excited to go into the future of events, uh, why we should be using event technology, and a lot more today on this podcast. And you guys know I'm I'm big into uh, user experience. You know how do people experience things? Uh, like even the things we do for you guys is you know we try to get the stories in front of you, however you want them. And of course, if you notice our technology, usually that's a sign it didn't work, right? Because it's too obnoxious. But but really the reason I wanted to talk to Brian today is because uh, the Internet of Things. People are throwing that term around so much. What's the latest virtual reality? I mean, whatever else is coming up, he'll he'll kind of fill us in but how do we even know what we should focus on how do we decide what to even do next and uh, you know go from there yeah so there's this uh, famous professor uh, Clayton Christensen from MIT and his entire uh, philosophy is that technology it's hired to do a job so essentially you have to ask yourself okay on your team what jobs have to get done and if a job is taking too long or a job is holding you away from let's say other jobs that have to be completed to have a successful event that's where it makes sense to reach out to technology for help and say, help me do this job. Uh, so it usually it makes a lot of sense if you're using, um, tech, let's say, no technology or you're using low technology such as Excel or spreadsheets, where it's really hard, let's say, to manage all of your data, all of your information, to make sure that your team can work collaboratively. Uh, it's also, it's hard to make sure that when you launch the experience, that everything that, let's say, was in your Word doc or uh, your PDF is then put online into the digital world. So with technology, uh, kind of our philosophy is that you should first start digital um, in order to really capture the physical data at the event. And the idea is that with a platform that, let's say, does marketing and registration and builds websites, what it can do is by being, let's say, one event manager or a small team, all of a sudden the event technology can start doing jobs as if you have 30 to 40 people on your team. Uh, so through that, it really it allows you to create these new events where a few years ago in the past that wasn't possible. So, so the trick is really to figure out what technology will help you make your event better, will help you be more efficient, and you know go for go from there, right? That's really the the key question to answer early on. Yeah, and the thing is, um, I, I've seen several times where there'll be one event manager who's maybe spent 10, 20, 30 hours on an Excel spreadsheet, and then someone else will come in thinking that they're fixing it and all of a sudden it falls apart. Um, if it's a larger organization, uh, it's hard to keep track of what's happening. Uh, so using technology as well, uh, it has this history of what's happened. Uh, you're also able to set different settings of what different people can do. Uh, so I think it's a combination of opening more possibilities, but also with control, so that as you uh, go from, 
uh, Excel or paper to technology that it's not confusing and it's not to the point where it's so powerful it's going to destroy your event. It's actually the opposite. So what is, so what is the, the latest and greatest that, that people should be aware of, event planners, you know, for their events? What's, what's the next thing that, that we should consider using for events? Yeah, so my, my opinion and my focus is uh, on artificial intelligence. Um, however, I don't think it's right to look at it, once again, as a technology, because the technology can be used to do several different things. For artificial intelligence, it can be done for recommendations and predictions. So it's all about what predictions do I need, what recommendations do I need as well. And uh, so the, the event world, I'd say the last 10 years, it was all about making sure we're planning a successful event. That's still very much the case, making sure we have the right attendees at our event. And then I'd say within the past three to four years, uh, a focus on data started coming into play. And now we're kind of at this point where it's like, I have this data, but okay, how do I understand it? What do I do with it? And uh, there's a lot of companies who are saying, okay, based on your data and other uh, events out there, here's what you should do. So I'm a big believer in artificial intelligence because what it will allow us to do is, it's gonna give us the ability to understand the data. So it's gonna tell you, so for example, before an event, you'd set a goal that says, okay, I wanna make sure everyone is networking effectively so that if it's, uh, let's say, an external event, we're creating enough opportunities. Yeah. And what the artificial intelligence will tell you is, well, by the way, your networking's too low with the right, with the, the right people that you're trying to target. Mm -hmm. You should create a networking opportunity in this part of the event within 20 minutes. Yeah. And you know, because of technology, we can automatically deploy it on the mobile app, on the website, do you accept? Uh, so I think it's really, it's all about um, unlocking the potential of data before it's too late. And, that's one example of how artificial intelligence, I think, is really going to take off in the next three to four years. And near-field communication, right? So you guys, didn't I just see that? You just acquired some near-field communication company or something? Yeah, so we uh, actually yesterday we acquired ITN International. And um, ITN is the originator of uh, near-field communication in the event space. Been doing this since the 80s. And uh, essentially, um, with NFC, the idea is that uh, if you tap badges to a phone, uh, you can collect lead retrieval. You can also unlock different experiences. Uh, they, we also do smart cities. So for example, in Salt Lake City, and we did in Las Vegas in the past, where uh, with your badge, you can get onto the train. Yeah. So you get to the airport, you could use it to get on the train, you could use it to get into your hotel room. Then you can use the same badge to get into the event. Right. And yeah. Very nice. And, you know, so conceptually speaking, too, is networking is still so in its infancy, right? Like we're at this event, I don't know, 12,000 people here. I was just, I don't know how many people are here, 12, a, a, lot, a yeah. lot. Um, I was actually just here at Saints Expo Hall in Vegas um, for the Adobe Summit in March, and there was like 15,000 people here. And the way we network is like, we go to eat and we sit down and we say, nice to meet you. You don't have any idea who that is, what they do, if you care what they do, or if they care about what you care about, right? Mm -hmm. So it would be nice if near, it's almost like the Facebook find your friends, except they're only your friends, right? But you're yeah. networking based on um, interests mm -hmm. and you know, what you actually do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a combination. So first thing is like you're saying affinities. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what affinities do you have in common? Uh, I think it's really imper uh, important to have a personal connection at first. So it could be an interest such as I like to play golf or I like to play tennis. And then from there it goes towards business objective. Yeah. 
So why am I at this event? Am I looking for sales deals? Am I looking for partnerships? Am I looking for, let's say, designers and developers to team up with? And you're exactly right. Uh, technology, so using Bluetooth, for example, you could find other like-minded attendees that are within 30 feet. It could create a notification that says, hey, by the way, your dream connection's walking by. Here's what they look like. Here's a prompt of what you can talk about. And then with NFC, it makes it possible to create that connection where you don't have to worry about using uh, paper business cards. You can now use a digital identity where it will capture, okay, you met this person at this time. Here were the interests you had in common. And by the way, now on your smartphone, since we know you just had the connection, maybe you want to write a note or send them a quick email. It's unbelievable how technology is evolving. You know, the other thing, how about personalized experiences? So there's a couple things that come to mind. I, I, I've tested uh, the virtual reality headsets. I, I love them. Um, I don't like them because they, they kind of, everything else is now gone, right? So we're sitting here, guys, and, and, and we'll try to post a picture in the press booth at IMAX and it's glass, right? So it's so the audio hopefully comes through just fine. Um, but there's people on the other side of the glass. They can see us, we can see them. It's not shut out, right? So that's one, I, one thing. How do you personalize that without, maybe people want that, maybe people don't, depending on what that is. And the other thing that came to mind is, and of course, first time I heard about this was in Vegas, the concept of silent discos. Right, so everybody has their own headset on, everybody dances to whatever they're listening to, and of course conferences now do that too, where they have five stages, and you can tune in and out to the different speakers. Um, I wouldn't want to be the speaker who only has a couple people listening, but you know what I mean? Like, So how about personalization? Where do you think that will go with technology? Yeah, so I think personalization, it's all about having uh, the most optimal experience at the event, right? So as an attendee, you're going to an event, there may be 100 sessions, there might be, like you said, at the Adobe Summit, 15,000 people you could potentially meet. Yeah. It's all about, okay, how do I understand which sessions I should go to and the people I should meet and in what order? And you're probably not thinking about all of those details, right? Uh, so I think with event technology, as you register and answering key questions and also uh, logging with social data, it will then give you the ability to have uh, a recommended agenda before the event. And then at the event, using NFC to check in to different different experiences, uh, the recommendation system can then know, okay, well, you're actually running five minutes late. You're probably not going to make the session because it's a 20-minute walk right now. However, there was this backup session, which you're going to find really interesting, and there's three attendees you might like to network with. Uh, so I think it's, it's like what you said. It's all about how do we guide uh, a personalized experience to the right physical spaces. And that's why events are not going anywhere. Um, at the core, it's all about this physical relationship that's always going to be step one. And personalization is only going to enhance that and make sure that it becomes more valuable over time. Well, I'm excited to see how it evolves and, you know, to, to see what will change and, and how little we will probably notice how much it will change. That's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see. It, it sure will be. And I was just going back to the, the virtuality. So, um, we're still in a great world, and uh, the movie recently, uh, Ready Player One, which was about a virtuality in the future where it's this this world, um, it's it's broken down, the infrastructure is depleted, and it's all about how do I escape? Um, where right now with events, it's all about, okay, how do I get more into it? So how do I get farther away from escaping? And uh, using event technology is also the same thing. We need to make sure that technology doesn't take us away from the physical world, so I'm, whenever I'm talking to someone about how to use event technology, it's all about, okay, how do we use event technology in the right moment as quick as possible? 
so that you can get back to your physical experience at the event. So technology too, the one that comes to mind, I was at IBTM in Barcelona a couple years ago and I was speaking and they had um, the questions from the audience. People just typed them into whatever the system was and it was up on the screen. And so I could read them and as they were coming in, right, and, and nobody said anything like, oh my God, this guy is full of it or something. I don't know if maybe they didn't put them through, <laughs> but I could respond live, right? I didn't have to wait for somebody later in the hallway to say, you know, what did that mean? Or so the, the, the interaction, right? It still has a long way to go because today we're still, people are lighting up behind a microphone, you know, to ask a question. That was one, one thing I've seen. There's probably other uh, ways that could be even easier. Yeah, there's some similar uh, technology out there. So uh, one entry product called Catchbox. So for example, it's a microphone that is in a phone box and you can toss it around the crowd. Uh, there's also other ways to get feedback now. So a lot of companies, uh, once again, th this is kind of the next step of technology. We have to become more comfortable with it as it, even how it ties back to our privacy rights, but using cameras mm -hmm. to look at facial expressions. Yeah. And just because the whole entire crowd gave you a five out of five and they said you did a great job talking about your presentation, it doesn't necessarily mean that's validation. Right. So now they can say, okay, well, everyone was actually highly engaged and here are the emotions they were feeling. They thought you were happy or they thought you were informative and really giving that helpful feedback to the presenter, they become uh, more engaging over time as they start speaking to more crowds. I mean, isn't that fascinating? So basically after you speak, it'll go based on the facial expressions, here's what people thought. How accurate can that be? Uh, it, it can be fairly accurate. So, so nowadays, once the first thing is making sure that you have enough cameras um, so that you're actually getting everyone's facial expression. There's also other ways to get emotion. So using artificial intelligence, uh, you can do sentiment analysis, which essentially looking at answers that you provide, it'll look at the combination of words and how you're using them. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, nowadays everyone loves using emojis. Uh, so based on the emoji you use and how you combine that with text, it can also pull different emotions out of it. Very fascinating. Well, great. Um, thank you for joining us. Brian. This is Brian Friedman, VP of Digital Innovation at Aventry. If you want to check him out, aventry.com. Um, we talked about the technology evolution, and it certainly will not slow down. It will just speed up. We'll see where it goes. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thank you.